0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Practice? Am I going to be talking about practice again? Yes, I am. I've got my notes and observations from day four of fall camp. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Kolkin and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you are downloading your podcast, we are free. I appreciate your support. You could show your appreciation for the show if you're watching on YouTube. It's really important. Become a subscriber. It's easy. It's free. Hit the subscribe button. And what really would help the show out a lot, hit that thumbs up button. And I don't want you to miss one of our five episodes that comes at you Monday through Friday. Hit that bell notification and you won't miss one. So here's my whining about practice. Starts early, 6 a.m., which means it's a 4 a.m. wake-up call for me. And for me, that means my body alarm system, it naturally goes off a half hour before I'm supposed to get up. So 3.30 a.m., Good news, though. got a late afternoon email from one of my favorite people at USC, sports information director, Katie Ryan. Practice got moved back to the afternoon. So afternoon practice on Thursday as well as on Friday, and I'll be there for both. So there's the whiny portion of the show for my critics out there. Like I said, I'll have my rant save it for you on Friday. Be ready. Anyways, let's get to the meat of it. Practice report. That's why you're here, right? i You want to hear what went on. So as I said, early practice, Wednesday morning. Uh, I got there at campus around 5 a.m. And when I'm getting there, this is when the players are, and the coaches are starting to arrive for the 6 a.m. scheduled practice. And the the players show up on their NIL-provided scooters. Barry Alexander was one of the first guys I saw. He was probably about 5'15". And then uh, starting, or at least right now, first team left guard, Gino Quinones. um, He showed up. He had his headlight turned on on his scooter. So did Dennis Lynch. But this isn't like the biggest NIL benefit. Uh, But everybody on the team gets one of these scooters. And they're pretty well equipped. Headlights, turn signals, Uh, and those things really do come in handy if they follow the rules of the road, because they're dangerous. Uh, Real quick, oh my God, anecdote. So timing is everything, right? I work with Eric McKinney over at WeAreSC.com, which is where you go when you're not watching Locked on USC first thing in the morning. So Eric gets to USC a little bit after I do. And we park in the Downey parking lot. Well, Caleb Williams, he got to the McKay Center. And apparently he must have left something in his car because he got back on a scooter, raced over to the Downey parking lot. And while Eric is driving around inside the Downey lot, he tells me that he almost hit Caleb Williams. Which would have ruined the season. Just kidding. It wasn't that close. However... I will say this, I have seen a lot of close calls with uh, student-athletes on their motorized vehicle conveyances, whether it's a scooter, skateboard, bike, these are all motorized now. Yeah, and they are uh, good to be young. Anyway, shorts of shells day at practice. Uh, For those who aren't aware, when the team is playing at home, the offense wears the Cardinal, and defense wears the white, so flip-flop it when they're on the road. So that's how you know um, when an offense player or a defensive player is coming out, because there's double numbers. Now, um, I mentioned on a previous episode that uh, Bay Alexander was limited, because Lincoln Riley talked about it. Well, he's full go participant now, and during the portions of practice that we were able to watch, he looked pretty good, pretty powerful. Everything that we were all hoping he would be. He's starting to look like all that in a bag of chips. Uh, the first coach uh, that I saw was Coach Dante Williams, which is appropriate because we're going to be talking about the secondary, the safeties in the second segment here. Uh, but it was, you can tell that it's early because uh, even Coach Dante was almost felt like he was dragging himself in um wearing some slides he had his hoodie pulled up over his head he was able to push out a morning 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 gentlemen so he he was still going through the the wake-up phase of the whole thing and coach josh henson was soon uh, he he followed quickly thereafter um i love listening to him talk he's got that southern drawl he's like y'all y'all are here early what's really nice is when the coaches recognize which members of the media are making that effort to be out there, and I, I, I think he's got to be in hog heaven right now. Seeing the difference in the room this year versus last year, um, the the size of the players are are just significantly bigger in that offensive line room. You know, after USC wins the national championship this year, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. If uh, Henson becomes a highly sought-after commodity, and look, I don't know what he uh, what his coaching goals are in life, but I would have to imagine the next step in in his career would be becoming an op- offensive coordinator. So, again, on that note, I was talking about the size of the players. Um, I was watching uh, Alani Noah make his way out to the practice field. And I feel comfortable saying that he already has a college-ready body. What do you think? Take a look at this. Not bad, right? It's a true freshman. I know you don't. You can't see below the waist. I'll, I'll see if I can get a better picture. But I think right now, um, he is not Well, I, I don't want to push it. It's early. I'm just saying that the freshman class of offensive linemen. That uh, Josh Henson was partially responsible for recruiting this 2023 class. Huge, across the board. Big, big young men. And uh, you know, even Scott Schrader, um, he, he leaned over and he was telling me when we were we were watching the watching the group, we are starting to look like those Ohio State type of, of offensive linemen again. Good news. Those are good words to hear. Uh, when Justin Dietrich was uh, on his way out to practice, <laughs> he was semi-ready. He was still getting dressed, um, trying to pull on his uh, shoulder pads and jersey. <laughs> and he's like, man, he, he used the F word. I can't say it, you know, it's it's effing early. I hope you guys brought coffee. And he was saying it because you know these guys aren't, well, may, maybe they are, but going to work when it's dark outside and you you know you've gotta start getting physical, working up a sweat and, you know, burning calories. You gotta get you gotta get that blood flowing. And it's it's easier said than done at that time of day. And I you know, I keep mentioning the size of the offensive line room. Justin Dietrich, he's the smallest lineman of the group. And he was also just named to the twenty twenty-three preseason watch list for the Outland trophy. So Good luck. We are a big Justin Dietrich fans here. In that group of Outland Trophy um, preseason watch list, there are 31 offensive tackles, 24 defensive tackles, 24 guards, and only 12 centers. So he's in a, an elite group. Uh, what else can we talk about here from practice that you would be interested in? Oh, Rayon Davis injury report update. Of course you're interested in in, in this. So, Lincoln Riley brought it up. Um, he said it happened last Friday, as I mentioned previously. Um, and then he said it's really it's nothing to be overly concerned about. Uh, he should be back in a couple of weeks. But he did say he's in his best shape of his life. And he's ready to contribute and, uh, as soon as he's cleared. He's probably their best coverage linebacker. He really wanted to emphasize that. Uh, as far as, you know... What what happened? He's right now. He's wearing it's just like a black wrap on his left wrist hand area. Uh, nothing like that Shane Lee club hand that we saw last year. Uh, and Riley, I also asked him um, because I noticed someone was missing from practice today, Wednesday. You're watching this on Thursday. Rome- Romello Height wasn't there, and I, you know, I asked Lincoln, anything up? Said so, no, nothing serious. Um, he just you know needed a little bit. I'm off. Remember, he's still recovering from that sh- off-season shoulder surgery. So they've had a pretty intense physical camp. And Riley said, just need a little bit of time to kind of let the body recover. Everything will be fine. Though, When we spoke with Coach Henson after practice, actually, jumped ahead there. Uh, when I saw Coach Henson coming out for practice, he was walking with Cooper Lovelace and they were having a discussion. Cooper was talking about some leadership stuff. And then when we saw the offensive line um, going through their position group, uh, their drills, here was the first team O-line group on the sled. From left to right, Jonah Monheim, Gino Quinonez, Justin Didich, Jarrett Kingston, Michael Tarquin. The second group at O-line, left to right. Again, Elijah Page, Emmanuel Pregnon, uh, Killian O'Connor at center. Michael Ben Willis was also getting some reps there. Uh, Andrew Malek was at right guard, and Mason Murphy was at right tackle. And I also got to see uh, I, I mentioned Cooper's name. He's he's competing for his time at that right tackle position this uh this fall camp. I I love watching the the veterans take the the, uh, the younger players under their wing. I caught Cooper working with Tobias Raymond this time. He was working with him on his footwork, how to open up his hips uh, in pass protection, and especially that hand placement. He was really emphasizing how to incorporate all three You know when you're moving your body at the, at the snap of the ball. And I mentioned on yesterday's episode um, that I made a request to talk to him, so I'm hoping he's going to be on tomorrow's interview request list when we talk to the offensive players. Austin Sight to See, Jude Wolf. He is running out to practice, which I don't condone. You're wearing cleats on concrete. It's slippery. Walk to practice. Start running when you hit the grass. I'm just excited for Jude this year. Amen. You know when they're out there uh, getting warmed up during the quarterback and the wide receiver, running back, tight ends. When they're warming up against air, uh, you know there's no defender. They're just running some routes. Jude ran some really crisp, nice routes, finishing with some sure hands. Kate Eldridge, another guy, good hands. Saw so him uh, bring one in over his shoulder in the end zone. Keep an eye on Malachi Nelson. <coughs> Freshman quarterback, you know, one of my criticisms, and again, it's, I look at this from a different perspective uh, when I used to coach high school basketball, I I look at body language and, you know, when you know that you are a really good player, sometimes I I look for where the motivation is. I'm seeing a difference in Malachi from earlier in the year to now, looks much more serious and uh i i also heard that he's in a much better place uh, mentally right now you know he's still recovering from that his non-throwing shoulder uh, surgery and he said you know he feels good now but he's not quite 100 yet so um, uh, you know if there was a game tomorrow he probably wouldn't be able to suit up but he's getting there and look there's no rush right uh it's the pecking order is going to be, in this season, Caleb Williams and Miller Moss. If we have to get into a freshman quarterback takeover, probably not having a good year. Oh, and uh, I heard he might have another lucrative NIL deal lined up or already signed. Stay tuned on that one. Dude, dude, what else can we talk about that I saw of interest here for you? I'm just going through my notes. Um. Oh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Alex Grinch, Grinch and uh, Cliff Kingsbury, they came out to practice together. Take this however you want. Which one of them will and which one of them will not be at USC next year? Rhetorical question. Give me your feedback. All right. I, we all know how tall Deuce Robinson is. Wide receiver. Big tight end, whatever. Flex. Um He's even bigger with that helmet on. And now I need to see him and Eric Gentry standing back-to-back so I can see who's actually taller between the two. Uh, Following practice today, uh, linebacker coach Brian Odom spoke about Gentry and how his unique size and skill are, you know, they're just so elite and unique. And keep in mind, everybody, he's still learning that inside linebacker position, but uh, Coach Odom loves him. He also loves Tacker Curtis. Uh, that is his guy. And good reason. We all, we've all seen what the freshman is, is going to hopefully develop into. Coach Odom said, uh, we have a saying around here: the ball is more important than the blocker. And what he was trying to emphasize is how Curtis doesn't waste his time getting blocked. His instinct is to whatever it takes, go get the ball. <laughs> you, you just see Coach Odom the way how how excited he is when he talks about this young man. And he also said that he he can deal with any types of mistakes of aggression that freshmen make uh, because he's such a quick study and he'll learn from those types of mistakes. Another freshman's name who keeps getting mentioned, Christian Pierce. And uh, not just by the coaches, by his teammates. And I can see why. He's already has, his helmet's already gold-plated. I'm going to talk about him more in the next segment. And I'm also going to be talking about Zion Branch. Um, as you can see in the rundown, I'm going to be talking about the freshman safeties and the secondary. But uh, yeah, Zion is a uh, it's a good-looking specimen. i got a picture to show you in the next segment. Uh, Zachariah Branch, really cool. Uh, had a nice play. It looked like he had a one-handed reception when he was over there. I think it was in the punt return. Yeah, Uh, the kickoff return return group, you had um, Zion Branch, Quentin Joyner, Rayleigh Brown, and they were um, rotating back and forth with the punting group as well. That included Michael Jackson III and Makai Lemon. And then uh, as I was watching the defensive back position groups, I'm running late here. This is going to be a little bit extra long show, so bear with it here. I don't think you guys mind. Letting you know what we're seeing here. Uh, The DBs, when they were going through their fundamental drills, they were focused and focusing on angle pursuit and the proper way to break down to make the tackle. First group secondary that I saw. uh, Cornerback, Damani Jackson, Sia Wright. And then Bryson Shaw was paired up with Kalen Bullock at the safety. Christian Roland Wallace at nickel inside. He might be that answer let me uh, let me save some of this for the next segment so i don't roll over here because yeah i'm gonna you know what screw the rundown i'm gonna combine we're already almost 20 minutes in and i haven't even gotten i'm halfway through my practice report so um i'm gonna jump right here and come back to this All right, we're going to talk about LinkedIn Jobs because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and they're going to do it for free. Just as easy as easy it is to find a job On LinkedIn jobs, it's also just as easy to post a job listing. Once you've done that, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and that's going to spread the word word that you are hiring. And they give you simple tools like screening questions, and that makes it easy so you can focus on the candidates you want to quickly. And that way you can prioritize who you want to interview and hire, and that way you're recruiting the right person for your team, and that's going to give you a better product. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one, in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs, they're going to help you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com forward slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com forward slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions do apply. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let me jump back in here to my practice report. Where was I at there? So I was talking about the defensive back route. And I went over the first, the first group, the pairings, and here was a really cool quote, Demani um, Jackson. Uh, I'm most definitely back to my to be to be my normal, if not better. It's probably the best I felt in two and a half to three years. So I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm taking rehab and everything more serious. The weight room, film room. Just knowing the game more serious, it really helps. Just locking in, focusing on what you need to focus on, and it really helps when you get on the field. Um, Every each one of the um, defensive groups, they were working on some sort of form tackling, wrapping up, and you know they were using the tackling down. They they, they're not hitting anybody yet, um, although. over there, way over there in left field on Dado's baseball field. This is where the team is practicing because they can spread out. There's just more room to use. I did notice the defensive linemen working when they were tackling. Uh, those guys, you know, whomever they were hitting, they were landing on a crash pad. So it wasn't a tackling dummy. It was a live person. Eventually, the defensive linemen and the rush ends they combined their groups uh, so they can work on shedding the blocker, it's a simulation before they're reading the play, they're holding on, holding, 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 reading the play, and then releasing to wrap up the ball carrier. And that's when they would tackle the dummy and you know take it to the ground. The first group, defensive line assignments that I noticed, you had Solomon Tulia-Pupu, Stanley Taufo, Jack Sullivan, and Anthony Lucas at the rush end. Second group, Dejan Benton, Corey Foreman, I believe it was Bear Alexander, and then Jamil Mohammed at Rush In. I I I want to bring up Corey Foreman's name because Lincoln O'Reilly talked about him after practice. And he made the comment that you can you can really tell if someone has a passion or the love for the game when you watch him play on film. And he said you can really see that when you watch Corey's film right now. And he really thinks he's gonna have a breakout season this year. And that's great news. Everybody's rooting for Corey. Um, If you want to see Lincoln Riley's face light up, kind of like USC's defense got lit up last year, just mention the name Braylon Shelby. Um, Quote, yeah, we wish we all looked like Braylon, (laughs) said Coach Riley after practice. Uh, He continued. He flashes plays here, five days in, you see some rushes that you're like, okay, that's what it should look like. You see him pursue and the way that he can open up and run. A guy his size shouldn't be able to do that. There are some things that are really, really, really exciting. There was that uh, emphasis of three, you know the rule. Coaches know when they have a special talent. Braylon Shelby is that special talent. Um, The Pac-12 officials were also on hand for practice to kind of help out. The question was asked of Lincoln Riley during the media scrum, you know, do those guys help you out with discipline? And uh, (laughs) Riley took the opportunity to make a joke that uh, he wasn't sure how much they helped, uh, but he also wasn't concerned about criticizing the officiating because uh, this time of year, he can't be fined. So it it got a chuckle out of everybody in attendance. And and look, if Riley needs uh, to find an official to help with practice, I've already talked about it. He can head on over to LinkedIn Jobs. So there you go. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. I'm going to uh, jump in here to the, uh, the secondary. You can see I have trap games on here. We'll roll that over to another episode. I want to continue on what I'm seeing at practice because this is, I think, what everybody wants right now. What does the team look like? So the secondary got talked up a lot after practice, specifically the safeties, the freshman safeties, and that includes fresh freshmen. You know, I said that... Uh, I mentioned earlier that Christian, Christian Pierce's name was getting mentioned a lot around the around the practice field by the coaches, as well as his teammates. Riley said, he's pretty impressive for a true freshman. He doesn't know everything yet, but he plays confident. He's flying around. He's one of our more physical players in the secondary and on the defense overall. He brings an attitude with it that you you can't always just coach. We're training him at a couple different positions, and he definitely looks like he's going to make an impact on special teams and on defense this year. Zion Branch, this is another uh, another guy that USC – you guys, you're going to love him. USC fans, he, look, Zion has been chomping at the bit. He was suiting up last year on the sidelines knowing he couldn't play. You want to see what he looks like? Because uh, – He's a pretty impressive looking freshman, redshirt freshman, but he's six foot two, 215 pounds. Check him out. What I mean, that is what's going to be roaming around in the secondary. Uh, he might not be as tall as Taylor Mays. I, I need you to look at those legs, look at those arms. That is going to cause. Wide receivers and running backs, maybe even some tight ends, to have second thoughts when they're uh, when they're coming across, coming across the middle. I don't know if you want to get hit by that. I know I wouldn't. So again, a, a healthy Zion Branch, who is also a film junkie and he loves playing physical football. Uh, He and his little brother, um, Zachariah, they watch film and they critique each other. They're also roommates. And watching film, he last year, um, because he wasn't able to play, rehabbing, uh, a lot of mental reps helping him uh, or helping him in the fall now, helping him in the fall now, being able to watch all that film. Uh, But he did say he's feeling 100%. He's cross training at each of the different safety uh, positions. So you can see him at three in the box, maybe over there playing inside. Um, But as I mentioned, you know, he talked about it. He said just to, you know, being suited up and to stand on the sideline with his teammates, even though he couldn't play, it just made made him feel more a part of the team. Uh, Bryson Shaw told us after practice on Wednesday, you know, as far as he's concerned, the safety group is in really great shape for the next few years. I mean, think about, I, I, I'm talking about Christian Pierce. I've talked about Zion Branch. Have I mentioned Trey Fagans, Fabian Ross? Anthony Beavers? And then you got these committed guys that are coming in next year. Marquise Gallegos, Sierra Canyon, Jarvis Boatwright Jr., Braylon Connolly. Not a lot of young talent that's gonna be coming up through USC in that secondary. There's some quiet confidence that uh, Christian Roland Wallace is gonna lock down that, that nickel spot. Um, I, I learned that uh, he he's actually learning all five positions of, in that USC secondary uh, throughout the fall camp. So that means nickel, both safety as well as both corners. You like that kind of versatility. Uh, What Riley had to say about uh, Christian was, he's a fun piece for us. His experience and how smart he is, his skill set, he can play anywhere. He's certainly been impressive in camp. And Christian said, you know, he told us that he doesn't care where he lines up on the field. Wherever you need me, I'm here to do it. Wherever they're willing to put me to help the team, I'm comfortable with wherever. Dante Williams has his own thoughts on the rotation uh, in the secondary. Quote, and I I like the way he put this. You have a particular player who is smart, who learns fast, grasps new ideas. We're trying to get the best five DBs on the field, Whether, whether that's him at safety, corner, nickel, whatever the case may be, we're going to make sure we have the best And then if somebody goes down, you want to make sure you put the sixth best defensive back here, not the next guy at that particular position. So if you have somebody that can learn multiple things and can carry it over and practice and learn those things, you have to take advantage of that. So that's what CRW has brought to the USC's secondary from Arizona. You'll see also brought over Keon Bars from Arizona. He's going to help that, that defense. And you know, the secondary and the defensive line, they work together. The quicker the, the defensive line creates pressure and collapses the pocket and gets to the quarterback, the sooner the quarterback has to get rid of the ball, the less time. You have to um defend a wide receiver, running back, tight end coming out of the backfield, whatever. It's much easier to cover for two seconds than it is for three, four, or five seconds. That's just the way it is. You know what else is the way it is? This show is over. It went by like that. So this is why I whine about wanting to see as much of practice as possible, so I can bring you as much information as possible. I'm not whining, folks. I'm being competitive. I'm doing it for you. All right. That's another episode of Locked on USC in the books. I'll be back again with another episode tomorrow with another practice report. I'm going to have some other information for you, too, as well. Maybe another decommitment, maybe another commitment. Stay tuned. So until that next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do, right?